Hey now! How you doing, everybody? Might have the uh, the proper mic set up this time if I'm lucky. Let me know in the chat if it sounds significantly better than the last time we went live. But welcome to show four, 114. Geez, show 114 of the Puck Knowledge. Just remember, if you are watching this on our YouTube channel, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button while you're here and hit the notification bell to be reminded anytime we go live or have new content for you. And a thumbs up on the video is always appreciated. Uh, if you're listening on the audio stream on your favorite podcast app, such as iTunes or Spotify, make sure you subscribe there. Leave the five stars and a cool review if you enjoy the content. You can always follow us on social media. Hey, now. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, occasionally getting into trouble on Discord, particularly when there are police chases in Los Angeles or the greater Southern California area. Hey, you can follow us on all those places. And remember, if you miss a show, you can catch us everywhere on your podcast platforms and on tealtownusa.com, if you will. So with that out of the way, hey now, how you doing? Every Everybody got your loco? Everybody got the loco, right? Loco? Loco. Uh, joining me tonight, of course, the jerk man, what it is, what it was, what it shall be occasionally getting into trouble on discord <laughs> try try regularly <laughs> on the regular is that what you're trying to say that's what i'm always trying to say all right well say hello to everybody don't be rude i've never met any of these people in my life <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole ah so uh um... uh Go ahead. Just, Justin wants to know if there's a link to the Discord server. Justin, we'll get to that at the end of the show, but if you follow myself, AJ, on Twitter, you'll you'll see that. Uh, so keep occasion, your eyes peeled. On occasion, it's coming. Yeah. On and occasion, then it's going to be here. On occasion, we whip it out, right? Whip it out, whip it out. So let's get into it, kids. The NHL is back. <laughs> if you follow our social media, you understand what that means. And we're back. So, uh, let's get into it here. The big, uh, I mean, training camps open January 3rd for all teams, December 31st for the seven non-playoff teams, including your San Jose Sharks. Uh, four days going to make that big a difference, Jerk? <laughs> um, I think it, it depends on how they use those four days, because, I mean, they could easily get into game shape at four days. On the golf course? Yeah. Hey. I mean, you know, you gotta... Scottsdale has some nice golf courses. But anyway, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, you know, I see a lot of people saying, wow, what is four days going to do? But, you know, four days, of, I mean, you, four days, if you can bust your ass and, and get in shape in four days, you know, you'll catch a lot of these teams who were in the bubble back in August and September. You can catch them sleeping, you know. The four days is critical. Well, let's get into uh, the divisions for a hot sec, just to let you know. <clears throat> We obviously have True North because Canada and the U.S. are not traveling in between each other. Uh, the, for the, what? <laughs> probably for the better. Yeah, <laughs> probably so. Well, I don't know. See, in, in, as you can see, the Sharks are playing in the West with Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, L.A., Minnesota, St. Louis, and Vegas. Now, the the thing that, of course, is kind of funny about this whole thing is that one day – uh, Dallas and St. Louis were in here. And then the next day it was Dallas and Minnesota. And then somehow Dallas is out. Now it's Minnesota and St. Louis. I don't get it. I don't understand how Dallas isn't in the West. But 
okay, or probably let me, let me better po- let me, for the let me, point, <laughs> let me point something out to you. If you if you what, uh, you got the geography. You, if you would indulge me. So just off the top of your head, I'm going to ask you a question here. I know questions. Uh, what was what was the 2020 Stanley Cup final matchup? I mean, last time I looked, it was Tampa and Dallas. And what division are each of those teams in? Uh, what Tampa is what the Atlantic and Dallas is the Central? No, I mean in the for for the for the COVID season. Oh, that they're both in the same division. It's something to consider. Oh, you think so? You think they didn't want them to uh, end up in the final again? I mean, they still could. That's the thing, and we'll get into that. But something that I thought was interesting of this whole thing is so the conference thing, uh, throw it in the garbage. It, it, it's literally okay. The the whoever whatever four teams make it to the conference final, it's done by seeding. So it's entirely possible that the Stanley Cup final is a West-West or an East-East matchup. Oh, man, how great would that be? <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I think, oh, man, can you throw that back up really quick? I just sure. want to <laughs> I just want to see the potential here. I mean, imagine if you will, say it's all said and done, right? A Boston-Toronto Stanley Cup final. Oh! And then Boston stop. wins again. <laughs> <laughs> and Austin Matthews wants to leave Toronto. I'm just saying. <laughs> Stop teasing me, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so some key dates here. Like we said, uh, the December 31st for the seven out teams, January 3rd for everybody else. The season starts January 13th. Some key dates to be aware of. Player opt-outs. All right. So players have the right to opt out of this season without discipline or penalty, uh, but the specific details of an opt-out depend on whether the player is opting out voluntarily or is doing so because of a heightened medical risk. If a player wants to exercise their voluntary opt-out, he must provide written notice to his club at least seven days before the club opens camp. So December 24th, you know, Christmas Eve for the non-playoff teams and the 27th for the remaining 24. Um, do you see anybody, is there anybody that you think would opt out? I mean, everything went so well for the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think we could see it just because there were, there were some players that opted out from the playoffs. I, I want to say it was, is Tuka Rask going to play this season? <laughs> <laughs> well, there were, you know, I think there were 10 to 12 guys who opted out, uh, from the regular, or excuse me, from the return to play the playoffs. Um, so I could see that. Maybe I could see it again if, you know, if somebody maybe is not feeling comfortable. And look, here's the thing: you're talking about written notice, and they're gonna, you know, kind of scrutinize each thing. Look, my opinion on the matter is if is if I come to you and I say I don't want to play this year, like you shouldn't need a reason. That should be it. Yeah. If you ask me, that's fine. I I think that's fair. Uh, what about now? The, the oh, I thought there was some stuff going back and forth. But when it comes to like some of this opting out stuff, um, what about the guys that are on one-year deals? It just rolls over to the next year? Um, it's at the GM's discretion. So let's say – so for example, and I think uh, Puck Guy may have brought this to our attention, but let's say Stefan Nason opted out of this season because he only has one year on his deal. Doug Wilson oh. could easily say 
<laughs> Doug Wilson could easily say, okay, fine. Well, we'll just, we'll roll your contract over to next season. You know, it's, it's at the GM's discretion. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. Then I'm fine with that. More dates of note. Uh, RFA signing deadline is February 11th, normally December 1st. Uh, the contract extension, March 12th, January 1st is the normal deadline to sign an extension. Uh, the trade deadline will be April 12th. The end of the regular season will be May 8th. Now, uh, the schedule is supposed to be rela- released sometime this coming week, so between now and Christmas. Um, I Trade deadline April 12th. That pretty much tells me, I mean, that would have to be one hell of a compacted schedule, but that tells me that if for some reason Patrick Marlowe requested a trade and was granted it, he would not break Howe's record wearing teal. Does that sound correct? It does sound correct. If your follow-up is, does that bother me? (laughs) No, No, it does not. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> the Seattle expansion draft will be held on July 21st. The NHL draft will be held the 23rd and 24th of July. Free agent frenzy, normally July 1st. Usually that's when we have a lot of fun, you know, and it's more explosive than the 4th of July. The free agent frenzy will be broken out to the end of July on the 28th. So, <sighs> What will the 2021 NHL playoffs look like? It will be a straight divisional playoff format for this season only. One versus four, two versus three in each division because of the U.S.-Canada border. The NHL will likely try to avoid avoid the border issue as long as possible. Um, Then we get to roster sizes. What have you heard about this so far? I mean, is well, it it's like going to bring a whole wagon or what are we doing here? <laughs> so it's going to be it's going to be the same. The roster size, it's going to be the, the same 23 man roster. Um, but you will have the luxury of a taxi squad where you have, I believe it's six players maximum on the taxi squad. I could be wrong. I'll double check that. Um, and then, you know, the. How the taxi squad works is they count against the salary cap the same as uh, four to six players to the taxi squad. Um, they count as the same as an AHL um, uh, contract. So, for example, if you make over a certain amount, it's that amount minus a million and some change. And it's it's very similar like I said, it's very similar to being in the AHL, except you travel with the NHL team. And if you're on a one-way contract, you get your NHL salary rate. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, there's not a whole lot uh, to it. Um, Anthony's saying 10 know. players for the taxi squad? Uh, no, it is minimum four, maximum six. Huh. Well, um, that, but you that but equals one 10. of those <laughs> no what no four no not four plus six four two six <laughs> i know math numbers um one of those taxi squads has to or um, one of your taxi squad members rather has to be a goalie oh no kidding all right that's fine. so everybody who is saying myself included wow is toronto really going to send aaron dell to the marlies now all of a sudden he looks like their taxi squad goalie. Ooh, 
it's got to suck. I believe I believe I believe that is when we would say the Maple Leafs are playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers. Would you mm. agree? Yes. Anthony's saying <laughs> 10 players until the AHL begins. That's certainly possible. Yeah. Um you know, the everything sort of came all out at once, and it was just like, okay, read it because yeah, <laughs> it's coming fast. Yeah, um, you, let you, me. <laughs> you ain't wrong, my friend. Because uh, I'm looking at the cap friendly. Cap friendly post posted a little write up, and it says here minimum of four players to maximum of six. Talks about waivers, one goalie minimum. Yada yada yada. Um, it doesn't say anything about the AHL season, but maybe that's a detail that came out later. I'm not too sure. Perhaps. Um, perchance, if you will. <laughs> well, one of the things that, of course, we need to talk about is how does this relate to the Sharks and one of the issues that <laughs> what happens if teams can't play in their home cities. Santa Clara County recently banned contact sports for three weeks, which means the Sharks cannot continue with informal workouts, at least not in this area. We all know that the 49ers have moved down to Arizona. The Sharks will join them, so to speak, uh, doing their Scottsdale training. They're hopeful to start the season at SAP. Will that, in fact, happen remains to be seen. What I got from the call, uh, you know, for around the NHL, things are insanely fluid and, you know, there's plan B, plan C, plan D. Uh, do any of those include playing in Oakland? No. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, no they, Oakland? Yeah, they, no Cow Palace? Yeah, they will play in Vegas before they play in <laughs> Oakland, okay? So, uh, it's, uh, you know, one of the, the – it's that the NHL is planning for all of the possibilities. Arizona or Vegas could be tabbed to take on another tenant. If uh, any number of the Sharks, Kings, or Ducks need a temporary home, uh, let me see. There is a strong belief at the league level that San Jose will not be alone in facing these issues, and they are preparing for teams across the U.S. to face the prospect of at least temporary housing, uh, so to speak, <laughs> if they're I unable think, to play in their own buildings. I think Vegas makes the most sense just because, I mean, obviously anybody who's been to Vegas knows that there's, what, 90, 100,000 million frickin' hotel rooms here. Um, there's but a also, Yeah, there's a few. Um, but also the Golden Knights are the only major tenant, tenant in the T-Mobile arena. It's not, like, it's not like Arizona where you've got, you know, the Coyotes, you've got the Phoenix Suns. You know, it's Ooh. not like some of I don't watch other... soccer. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's not like the Staples Center, you know, where you have the Kings, the Clippers, and the Lakers, you know. It's Vegas would make sense. It's a one tenant building. Um and as far uh in terms of arena sports, not stadium sports, there's a difference. Yes. Hockey and basketball are the only things going on right now. So you know, I don't think Justin Timberlake is gonna be opening <laughs> for, you know, the Golden Knights or any other team with an with an arena, so Vegas makes a lot of sense. Um, I almost think it would make a lot of sense to kind of assign one team or not one team, one city per division as a hub, not a bubble, a hub, where I say, okay, you can't play in your own spot, you can go play in this spot. I think Vegas for the West Division. I think Edmonton for the Canadian Division. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. just pick a hub city for each. I, I, that makes the most sense because. 
like you said, you know, the Sharks are going to have problems. Vancouver looks to be having problems. I'm surprised that LA and Anaheim aren't having problems considering they have, you know, their LA County and Orange County are first and fourth in COVID cases while Santa Clara County is way down here at eighth. But, you know, <laughs> what do I know? I don't yeah. live there anymore. <laughs> well, and with these new divisions, all the, within the, obviously the compacted schedule, nobody's playing outside of their division, right? Correct. Yeah. So the the one thing that had been brought up, which apparently uh, has been ixnayed, is that while there may be uh, a couple back-to-backs, if you will, uh, you know, like maybe you see the Sharks and the Golden Knights play each other on a Friday and a Saturday night or something like that, or a Friday and a Sunday, uh, there is not going to be – we're not going baseball here. There's not going to be homestands where there's, you know – three games and five nights the same you know two teams going at it there's not going to be that but which i I, i'm I'm fine with that i mean this is the nhl it's not a it's not a peewee tournament (laughs) you right so Um, oh go ahead i was just gonna say um you know i know you're getting into all the particulars but have you read any of the things that were talked about that ultimately did not happen like what? Like say, well, so, um, and I know, man, anybody who's been listening to the podcast or, or been in discord since March knows <laughs> that AJ and I have vehemently, uh, I know, words. I know words, I have the best words, vehemently, um, kicked dirt into the face of anybody who says the word compliance buyout. <laughs> um, <laughs> so got their numbers uh the nhl uh, when the nhlpa because as you know and for those who don't know um the nhl was trying to get the pa to take an even larger pay cut in the lead up to this season as i'm sure you know um and one of the things the players talked about was okay if we take a pay cut give a give you know let's talk compliance buyouts and the league was like "Eh, we're good (laughs) (laughs) um they also talked about um actually raising the salary cap up $500,000 each of the next two years just as a way to, you know, pinch a little bit more pennies, you know, fit fit in a little bit more. NHL didn't go for that either. So it's kind of interesting to think about what could have been, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Chris Um, Chris up in here. Let's, Let's pour one out for Wild fans, upset that they will be traveling the most miles and feel they should get a compensatory pick for it. Well, sure. Why not? And and of course, in former Sharks news, current Wild news, if you will, Staylock, Alex Staylock, no longer part of the organization, has a health issue. Basically, will... well, he's still he's still part of the organization. He's just hurt. He's yeah. on a long term injury. Eh, the way I read <laughs> into it is they that they didn't kick his ass out the door. Oh no 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 no! But the way I read into it is that he is not going to play an NHL game again. Bar, really? barring some something weird uh, i don't know wow, maybe it's... i read too much into it but boy i you... just read that i just read that he was going to miss the season that's all i read mm. well maybe i read some other things that i shouldn't have been reading who knows <laughs> it, it made it sound like he was not going to be playing much hockey after this but who knows we'll see you talked about a guy who has just come back from I mean, God, that, oh, that poor guy. I had so, I had so much 
hope for him when he was a shark. Before that, that that tear on his leg. Oh, oh, I was digging. Well, and even luck. and dude, and even and even after that, remember, remember the Sharks traded him to the Maple Leafs uh, to get James Reimer, and the Maple Leafs told Stalock, "We don't need you. Just go home." <laughs> yeah, oh, poor guy. Like, not didn't even they didn't even want him to play for the Marlies. They just told him. Well, to it's because they got a plethora of Zamboni drivers up there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, like to come, like to literally be told, "Yeah, we don't need you. Just go away." And now, you know, he was a starter last year. You know, so right. Well, uh, let's hit the uh, the questions for each team real quick. Uh, the, this is a great article in the Athletic. Uh, so the Anaheim Ducks, which team is this direct, or what direction is this team headed in? Um, you know, I guess the fans are, there's a, there's a group of fans that are saying, you know, one more time, you know, one more for when it forgets law for whatever, uh, you know, news bulletin gets off already has a cup, but, uh, when another one before gets, you know, the same shit that you heard sharks fans say about Marlowe and about Thornton, you know, one more time for the Gipper. Then there is the other side of the coin where there are some ducks fans who are just like, look. The only thing we have, you know, there's a couple small pieces. You you know, Raquel is nice. Silverberg is a nice piece. But Gibson is a badass. Move move Gibson to a team that that's, you know, their Achilles heel, if you will, if somebody is willing to overpay. If you can find a team like, I don't know, say a Calgary or an Edmonton. Now, this is obviously before... Uh, Calgary went out and got uh, who, who's the kid from Vancouver? Jacob Markstrom. Yeah. So, w- would Calgary have given up a little bit more futures to get Gibson? Who knows? Is there another Maybe. team that you? The, is there another team that you sit there and go, man, if they had Gibson, whew, like I don't know, Toronto. Uh- no, what maybe? Um, but you know what I'm saying. There's so yeah, like, so if you're Anaheim, you know, what do you do? You know, do you just kind of limp along with a couple, you know, pieces of talent, or do you blow it up and in, in you know and tell your fans like, look, we're we're committed to the future right now, especially, and we're going to take advantage of COVID and blah 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 blah. What do you do? I don't know. I think with Anaheim, just with what they've done really the last three years, I I don't think you move anybody. Like, I think you just sort of stay the course, you know, let the guys you have mature. I mean, you know, Raquel and Gibson, the two guys you mentioned, those guys are only 27 years old. Now I'm, I'm not exactly rooting for this, but let's say Anaheim gets it together. Uh, you know, they, they, they get back on track and it only Raquel and Gibson are only 30. I mean, that's still young to, do some damage you know i i know and I, i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot an arrow here i know people like to say as soon as you turn 30 you're you're just dead but you know that's not true there are a lot of people <coughs> a lot of <coughs> <laughs> no I, I, i'm talking about fans of this sport you know you, yeah. as soon as that 29 clicks to 30 it's like oh he sucks trade him and it's like okay hold on yeah you know and you know, 30 is still very young. I mean, you can still, especially, I mean, Raquel, he's a forward and it's a little different, but especially with Gibson with the goalie, like he's 27 right now, minimum. He's got, let me see, let me do a quick tabulation here. I know words. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six. He's got seven years left on his deal. 
he could conceivably sign another contract after that. Hey, now. Uh, I mean, he'll be 35 and it might be a two year deal at most, but still, you know, it's they they can afford to kind of hang out and, and the young pieces they have. I know this is not an Anaheim Ducks podcast, but the young pieces the Ducks have, I mean, they're they're coming along and they've got a lot of them. The Ducks could they could turn it around quicker than people give them credit for, I think. And we cheap plug. We kind of talked about that on the season preview last year where we were both like, eh, don't sleep on Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah. So, no doubt. Uh, real you quick. Can't, you, I'm just saying you can't afford. Or to you know, I know people like the quick fix, but sometimes you just have to be patient and suffer. <laughs> <laughs> My wife. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, TC Smith asking, who is going to replace Jamie Baker? Uh, we're going to get into that after we finish talking about the NHL. Uh, again, just going through not not the West as it stands right now, but just the Pacific. Um, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, let's see here. I mean, um, <laughs> the things that I'm reading here is it says uh, could be tough after the embarrassment of drafting and then renouncing Mitchell Miller, trying unsuccessfully to trade Ekman Larson, and losing Taylor Hall to free agency. How do you fix the Yotes? I'm sorry, your Yotes. Well, what I just said for Anaheim, you got to be patient and suffer. You know, and they, you know, everybody on their blue line except for OEL and Chikrin are pending unrestricted free agents. And, you know, Anti Ranta is a pending unrestricted free agent. Darcy Kemper's only got two years. I mean, it's. This is not a team I'm worried I, about. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's, it's going to be like, it's going to be a while, you know, and, and they got, you know, they have good pieces. It's just kind of, I feel like, you know, Going out and getting Taylor Hall specifically, I think it was kind of a situation where it's like, ooh, we're we're playing really well. Let's beef up, which is fine. But you have to look at yourself and say, okay, are we playing well because we're good or because we're hot? Yeah. And, you know, it kind of got him into a pickle, um, you know, with that. And, and you know, I, I, I wouldn't say Arizona is a total dumpster like, you know, like L.A. and Edmonton and Vancouver were during their kind of retool, rebuild, re-whatever you want to call it. But, you know, Arizona's got a lot of work to do. They got to they gotta move past a lot of these pending unrestricted free agent deals to kind of refresh everything. All right. Uh, is Jacob Markstrom the answer in goal for Calgary? <laughs> Considering they're, they're once again pushing down big save Dave, uh, he better be. Um, you oh, know, this I mean, is, is now... No, I know, but what I'm saying is, you know, this is now, this is going to be the third season in a row that David Riddich loses the net. Um, so, you better hope your solution is right this time. That said, Markstrom was probably, in terms of goalies outside of Connor Hellebuck, probably the goalie most valuable to his team, I would say. And so you're kind of hoping that a team with Calgary, who's been dying for a goalie forever since Mika Kippersoff left, you know, you're kind of hoping that the guy who was one of the best goalies last year is the answer. And as much as I, you know, love watching the Calgary flames suffer, they got a good team. So Dude, I'm, I'm going to enjoy they, those flames Canucks games. Yeah. No kidding. You know, I, I, I think I, I definitely say like, if they can't get it, like if they bring in Jacob Markstrom and still can't get it done, I don't think they'll ever get it done. All right. Edmonton Oilers is the tandem of Koskinen and Smith good enough for the playoffs. I mean, Ugh. 
the only yeah i know I, i'm not i'm not a huge <laughs> you know i'm going uh, what's john gibson up to but the tough thing they should have signed jacob markstrom yeah no doubt but i mean they're go ahead sorry well they have what they have now will the benefit of a compacted schedule and only 56 games help sure mm-hmm. but uh, that's boy. gonna help everybody yeah and it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out it's a compacted schedule but you know it's like hey guys you still have to play a pretty solid vancouver team you have to play a calgary team that's that's good uh vegas. Tw- huh vegas no, or no, I'm sorry. No, I'm talking. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So it's <laughs> like got, you got to. My brain was in last year. Yeah, so you got to play Toronto. You got. I mean, there, there's some. You know, Ottawa. You know, okay, some, maybe not so bad. Some, some people say that Montreal did enough to become a playoff team. True. So that's so that could be interesting. Uh, L.A. Can Drew Doughty? Well, I. What? Real quick, I just want to say. Uh, you're smart to point out Edmonton's goaltending. I still think it's a nightmare once again. Um, but the defense got better. The forwards got better. I mean, that's, you know, the, (laughs) the knack on the Oilers for a long time was that they weren't a very deep team. I would argue that they are now. Mm -hmm. So even if their goaltending is ass, um, you know, but they, they have a pretty deep team that can pick up the slack. I think LA. Can Drew Doughty be elite again, or is it time to? The, again, I think LA. It's kind of similar that they they've got some young pieces that are good, and I the, the it's been discussed time and time again that their pipeline, the LA is yeah LA is going to be a scary team in three to five years. But duh, is you know is this the time to limp along with Drew Doughty, or is it time to see if you can? find somebody who's going to eat that contract for you and give you some value back. Well, I, I think with Drew Doughty, if you look at his stats, I mean, it's it's the same thing as Eric Carlson, where they're, they're respectable numbers for how shitty his team was. And so you're thinking, okay, if the team's good, maybe he gets a couple extra points here and there, and all of a sudden this isn't a conversation. But it kind of does make it interesting. I know he has two cups and he, by all, by all accounts, he loves LA, loves the team and all that stuff. But, you know, some people would say, Oh, you know, he's got two cups and now he's kind of, he's just playing, he's enjoying himself. And that's, that's terrific. And if he wants to do that, that's fine. But even people who have, you know, done everything and got the shirt and did all that stuff, you know, don't like losing. Mm-hmm. And I and I think Drew Doughty, even though I mean eleven million dollars is a big ticket, but I think any team who's in need of a right-handed offensive defenseman, I think that's a gamble that you should take. You know, uh, I mean it's well, it'll be interesting player, to like, see if LA eats any of the salary if they find a dance partner for that. I don't think that you will, but I don't think they do either. But here's the thing: is even big, like big, big, big contracts like that, teams will find a way to make it worth make it work if they are going to get value out of the player. All right. Let's move on to Vancouver. Um, I like this Ugh. team. I, I, mean, I don't. I, see, I, I, I like what they have. You know, I like some of those pieces. I like Patterson. Um, I mean, name the names. Uh, I, I, I like a lot of their young forward group. I, I don't think there's necessarily, you know, is Besser a superstar? 
Is that you know? Do, do they have like a breakout superstar on this team? Maybe not, but I don't know that. Maybe you don't need a superstar. Maybe you just need you know a. You don't need like an A player and then a couple B players and then some C's and D's and F's and blah blah blah. Maybe you just need a whole bunch of C plus B minus guys. <laughs> Maybe it, I it, mean, and and you get dem code. <laughs> I like I. You make a good point. I do like the players that Vancouver has, but I also like the players that they had. You know, they they had Tyler Toffoli, and they, I think, very easily could have kept him. They chose not to. Um, they could have easily kept Chris Tanev. They didn't. Yeah. You know, they could have easily kept Jacob Markstrom. They didn't. Tanev you know, was a they, they le- for them. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, but that's the thing is like I don't think anybody, you know, I don't think anybody's going to be running in the streets with how great he is. But the type of player that he is, as long as he's not hurting you, who mm-hmm. cares? You know, and like if you never hear about him, that's a good thing. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> you lose Chris Tanev, don't replace him. You lose Jacob Markstrom and you you replace him with Braden Holpe, who's a good player. Good player. Don't get me wrong, but it's only two years and he struggled last year. So you're you're kind of you're rolling the dice a little bit. You know, the the button is off and you're kind of hoping for that seven or the 11. Maybe you don't want to get the two, three or 12. Um, so we'll see. But to lose Tyler Toffoli and then your hope is that Jake Vertanen picks up some slack. I love Jake Vertanen, but you know he's had plenty of chances to be the be the premier scorer that he was in junior hockey, and he hasn't taken it. So we'll see. Or as uh, Rocket says, Vertanen. But yeah. yes, of course. Um, and I, I like Jacob Lyons saying Vancouver could easily sign someone like Mike Hoffman. I agree, actually. Mike Hoffman, I think at this point, Mike Hoffman's going to do the Taylor Hall where it's like, I'm going to take one year, I'm going to bang out 30, and then I'm going to get my, my big cheese in a year. There you go. How funny is it going to be Hoffman and Halla both end up there? <laughs> no kidding. Uh, yeah, especially, again, with the compacted schedule. Uh, Vegas, they... Get you know the piece that they wanted in Petrangelo. Uh, yeah, odds on favorite to win the West, I would imagine. Yay. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, I think Colorado would have something to say about that, but for sure, yeah. Um, I mean, I I don't know. I kind of I. So when they signed Petro, I kind of gave was kind of giving it to Golden Knights fans a little bit because I'm like, you know, I was like, you know, you're you're bitching and moaning because your team is successfully signing these really, really good players. You know, like that's what you need to do to win is have the best players. But then I also think about it where it's like, you know, the analogy that you've made where it's like you get the shiny toy and then you play with it and then you're sick of it and you want the new toy. Mm-hmm. It's like how many times are they going to swing for the fences on a guy and then have to trade that guy away because they swung for the fences on somebody else? Yep. You know, like they they said, like they said, okay, we lost James Neal, we lost David Perron, let's go out and get Max Pacioretty, and they did, and it was awesome for them. And Max Pacioretty is an awesome player, but now, you know, two years later, and we're the to the point where it's like, ooh, we're gonna have to trade Max Pacioretty because we got somebody else, and it's like, <laughs> you can't keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. I'm I'm gonna love to see Vegas in about three to five years. Because it seems like they just put it all – they just really wanted to take advantage of the draft and, and just try to go all in as soon as possible, try to win it as quick as possible. And as we've seen, some teams that go all in, you get, you get your, your L.A. Kings, your, your Chicago Blackhawks that are able to pull down some cups, and 
you know, where's where is LA and Chicago now? Well, and you know, LA or I'm sorry, Vegas is kind of on they're not on borrowed time. They're on I would say they're on given time because you know, the their owner, he said at the onset um of the team you know, when they first became a team, you know, he said, we're, we want to accumulate as many assets as we can. And we want to win a Stanley cup or at least contend for a Stanley cup within six years. We're in year four. They've already contended for a Stanley cup twice, you know, going to the final in year one and then the West final in year three. So they're, they're way ahead of schedule. So to your point, to your point, run it up, give it a go. I mean, I know this is a Sharks podcast and we hate Vegas, but it's like if you, yeah, but it's like if you, you know, if you've got the horses to do it, do it. You know what I mean? Oh, and I, and I think you should do that. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, you know, they're they're already on they're on given time. Take advantage. All right. Let's uh, end, of course, with San Jose and the question, of course, that's. At the top of the list, will Eric Carlson return to form? Yes. All right. <laughs> would, would you like to know why? Because uh, he's had a shit ton of time off. <laughs> yeah, he's had he's had time off for starters. You know the he's I would say he's now at the point where his groin is healthy. Um, you know, we've AJ and I, we've, we've, we've web MD'd, uh, groin repair many times on the <laughs> podcast. Um, you know, we know how long it takes and, and we're about in the time now. Um, you know, his thumb is the thing in the past, but also, you know, I saw a picture on Instagram of him and a dude, he looks like ready to go. He, uh, you know, like dude, chief better be. And, yeah. uh, you know, Kurz in this article says if the sharks, have any chance at a rebound season, they'll almost certainly need Carlson to be in the Norris Trophy discussion. And now that he's over 30, consider me skeptical that will happen. I am also in that same boat. Kurz and I agree. Hockey jerk does not agree. And that's fine. Somehow we're still able to remain friends. It's weird how that works. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) So let's move on here to uh, something real quick that that popped out to me. Forbes, uh, you know, what do you got their numbers? Uh, They put out a list, the list, the business of hockey, if you will, and tabulated uh, basically the NHL's most valuable teams for 2020. Would you care to guess where the Sharks slotted in, Jerk? Well, I read the article, um, oh, well. so I would say probably eight. I'd say probably eighteenth, seventeenth. But oh wow, I was actually guessing. <laughs> <laughs> no, eighteenth, the Blues. Huh. Now, do you find I mean, that's a little odd that San Jose is ranked higher than the? Now it's 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 so small, five hundred and fifteen million versus five hundred and ten million. But St. Louis, yeah, okay, you can say they're in a somewhat smaller market than San Jose. Well, not really. You know what I mean? Because like, know- San Jose's in the Bay Area, but, you know, St. Louis has uh, baseball and football as well. I mean, St. Louis, is, but they just won a cup, and they've been around for, like, almost twice as long as the Sharks. You want to know why these valuations are bullshit? Whip it out! Because the Seattle Kraken, who've played a grand total of zero games, are worth $650 million. 
<laughs> well, hmm. Of, of, I mean, nobody is going to, you know, be freaked out by the fact that number one is the Rangers. Now, granted, they haven't won anything since 94, but look, it, it's, they're in the it's biggest. The prestige. Yeah, they're in the biggest city on the planet. Uh, so, fine. Then, of course, Hockey Mecca, the Maple Leafs come in in second, and then the Canadians are third. Uh, the Blackhawks at four, and Bruins at five. So, I don't. And what do all five of those teams have in common? <laughs> all of them are valued over a billion dollars. <laughs> what else do they all have in common? Um, uh, uh, they're all original six teams. Well, I was gonna say, yeah. Well, arbitrary it's about six, the but yeah. Sure, but it's about the prestige, you know. Like I said, I every year Forbes does this. It's Chris, it's always a bunch of bullshit, and I never take it seriously. Yeah, Chris pointing out St. Louis is a baseball town, first, second, third, and tenth. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's true. But I was just surprised that there were some teams. First off, there's a couple teams that finished ahead of San Jose that I was like, really? Like Dallas. Dallas came in at 12. I was, really? It's, I mean, the, you talk about a football town. <laughs> you talk about arbitrary. Yeah, right? So I, I was a little shocked by that. Um, I was a little shocked that the Sharks were valued higher than the Flames. Or... The Avalanche, you know, kind of interesting. Guess who was rated dead last? Uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, almost. They were 30th. I'll give you a, a hint. My yotes. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise there. Yeah. I mean, I, they're in such turmoil. Anyway. So I thought that was kind of fun. Let's move on. Uh, Jamie Baker has announced his departure from the broadcast team earlier this week. Of course, this was uh, being bandied about in the chat earlier. So uh, he's decided to leave. Um, and it and uh, I'm not going to lie. It kind of sucks, to be honest with you. Uh, and, you know, he didn't get into the details, really, of why he, de- you know, he just basically said this felt like a good time um not really sure why i don't know if this is related to the uh the mental health issues that he's you know struggled with uh, that's all documented i'm not you know like letting any cats out of the bag it's documented on the athletic he came out during a, a live broadcast a couple seasons ago and talked about it um so i don't know if it has anything to do with that i i hope it doesn't but uh you know bakes Look, you know, like the guy is never going to pay for lunch in San Jose because of the goal that he scored versus Detroit in 94, right? We get that. We understand that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when Chief first came in, you know, and he had worked with Ruzi on the radio side for years, but when he had to come in and fill Remenda's shoes, that was not easy. And he admitted as much. He's like, he knew that first year was kind of, kind of suck. He was going to have to win people over because Drew was so beloved. Um, and then you throw in that, you know, he took some time off to deal with his mental health issues and, and now he's gone. It kind of sucks in a way that, it you know, it, it would have been cool if, you know, he had made this determination back in, you know, whenever, February or something that said, whenever this season ends, that will be my last broadcast. Give him the opportunity to kind of say goodbye to the fans on TV. Um, unfortunately, that didn't happen in the 
you know, like I said, the the note that was put out by the Sharks uh, in Jamie's statement was kind of ambiguous, but... Um, I know words. I have the best words. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a production staff member essentially said that he was going... He, he's, he's retired now. At 54, Chief is retired. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do up in Ontario. Uh, maybe enjoy time with his kids and, and you know, and my wife. Um, but we obviously we wish all the best for Bakes. And, uh, hey, maybe we see him, you know, on from time to time when they do the, the – obviously it's going to be the 30th anniversary stuff. The celebrations are clearly going to be a lot smaller, but maybe he's involved in a couple things. Or, you know, if they do some other anniversary of something or when they bring back uh, former players, hopefully he's involved with that. Maybe he gets more involved with the, uh, what is what's that thing called? Is it a Sharks 365? No. What is that thing called? Sharks 91. Sharks 91 Club. Yeah, the 91 Club. So maybe he gets more involved in that. Now, the interesting thing as well, and it has been discussed a little bit in the chat, tonight that uh, about two days after the announcement came out, Devin Setaguchi tweeted out just an emoticon of, or an emoji, whatever the hell it's called, of of a microphone and the eyeballs. Uh, it seemed to kind of be an indication that he would be joining Ruzanowski because it's pretty expected that Hedekin is going to go with Han full-time on the TV side. So obviously uh, you want somebody with Ruzi. Looks like Setaguchi has the uh, inside track on that. He's, you know, done some work with Brody and Curtis during playoffs. He's done a few shots with Ruzi. They also had Mark Smith on there a few times. I think there's been one or two others in there. Um, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for Rocket to say in the chat, not David Maley. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants the return of Maley. Yikes. Um, you know, look, I'm, you know, I. I, anybody who knows me knows I'm not the biggest Hedekin fan. Uh, you know, like, he, he has a, you know, good knowledge of the game, clearly. He can break down plays fine. I just find that he, uh, at least from my taste, I remember his first season by, like, game six or seven when he was on TV. The thing that got on my nerves is, uh, you know, like, the Sharks would look really bad in a, in a, in a period. And... It's a Hedekin, you know, Hedy, what, you know, what do you think the Sharks need to do to get out of this funk of that period? And he, and he would always say, well, when I was playing, we would do stuff. And it's like, that's not what we asked you. <laughs> this, is, this is not about you. It's what do you think the Sharks need to do in order to solve this? So he, luckily he got rid of that in his first season. He stopped doing that. Um, but I do notice from time to time is he'll he he gets some really good, um, just slip of the lip. I guess I don't know. He there were two in in particular that I remember where he, they were he was talking about some play, and I think it had to do with Marlowe or something. But he's like, um, well, he just didn't execute there because he ran out of gas, and you know, and because he ran out of gas, he was unable to execute. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what are, are we speaking in palindromes now what are you doing and but my favorite was when he said you know well this is a time when you know everybody's got to step up and you got to decide 
you know, are you going to get your butt kicked or are you going to be a kick butter? <laughs> what? <laughs> you mean a butt kicker? Is that what you were trying to say? <laughs> so he has those little flubs every once in a while that just make me giggle my ass off. Um, but yeah, I mean, Hedekin, n- nicest guy on the planet. I mean, he's a very nice guy. It's the same thing with like John Root, you know, the former in-game host. Um, you know, not, they're super duper nice guys. Like, you know, would you want to go have a beer with them and, and shoot the shit? Absolutely. But, you know, I, I didn't see the need for, for the job that John Root had. And I'm just not a big heady guy. I think I would love to see Remenda come back. Uh, I would love to see Baker continue. Uh, what, I mean, what, are you a heady guy? What do you say? I do like Brett Hedekin. Uh, I do notice there are, <clears throat> I would say probably once a game, you always get a, Oh, sorry there, Honor. Um, mm-hmm. where I feel like him and Randy and Bakes just had that, that smooth kind of, uh, commentary, um, team tandemness going to them chemistry um yeah there you go but i like hetty you know i think he i think he has a lot of good things to say i think he says them when he can say them properly i think he says (laughs) them in a good way so you know i don't i don't know i honestly i mean it's you know as 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 somebody who kind of grew up you know i was a kid when bakes joined the radio team and so i literally grew up listening as much as i've grown up listening to randy hahn i grew up listening to jamie baker and so it it sucks to see him you know kind of depart but that said you know obviously it's it's not something i gave a whole lot of thought about just because i know that his replacement is going to be um a a good replacement you know it's not it's not a situation where it's like oh well we're gonna um you know we're promoting david maley to tv you know it's not something like that like i i feel good because of how good i feel about brett hedekin it's not something i've given a whole lot of thought about well see i think we were i think we just got spoiled for a while there with uh randy and drew i mean they had such great chemistry and then i baker came in and i thought he did a very good job at um finding his niche and he would have some fun on the broadcast from time to time. You know, there was, I remember a particular time that Baker maybe didn't necessarily like the calls uh, that were happening in a particular game. And it was during a game where, uh, I don't know, somebody, like one of the officials had like a hot mic and you were kind of, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you hear uh, Baker just, he's like, whoa, whoa, are they talking to us? What's going on? Can we talk back to them? And, you know, and Randy's like going, well, I don't know, give it a shot or whatever. And Baker's like, uh, yeah, if we could uh, clean up uh, some of the calls in the next period, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. You know. <laughs> well, I just, I, it. Do you remember the game in Nashville where the ref had the hot mic and uh, he oh, three was, fucking he times, was yelling, three fucking times. Yeah, he was. He yelled that at Roman Yossi. I can't remember if, if it was Bakes or Hedekin, but one of them said to Randy, "They were like, did you hear how many times?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was Baker. He's like, I think it was three. And yeah, he's like, I think it was three. <laughs> yeah. No. That... And then. Yeah, and there was another time where, yeah, a hot mic like picked up an f bomb or something, and Randy said to Bakes, he was like, "Do you uh, he's like, uh, do you want to? I don't know. Some of us may not have heard. Do you want to repeat what the ref said?" <laughs> and and Bakes was like, "No, my 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 parents are watching. I can't." <laughs> yeah. Well, my I think my all time favorite one is uh, Bakes had the had one of the best slip of the tongues ever when he said. Um, he goes, well, the, you know, the thing that plays into the Sharks' hands as it goes is that uh, when you look at the schedule, a lot of their home games are going to be played at home. 
<laughs> like who I think what he was trying to say is, you know, a lot of the games, you know, a lot are, you know, as the end of the schedule is happening, you know, most of their games will be played at home. But it was just so funny in the moment when he's a lot of those home games are going to be played at home. And it was to the point when I heard it, I'm like, did he, you know, and I rewound it and I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, that's what he said. And then without missing a beat, uh, the next period, Randy Hahn has to do a promotion for, uh, you know, an upcoming homestand or something like that. You know, tickets are on sale, and, you know, and I can tell you all those home games will definitely be played at home. <laughs> you know, so they, they'd have a good time with each other, kind of razz each other. So, you know, that's not what I get from Hetty, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully they can uh, work together and find that chemistry. But for those of you who want Remenda back, Kevin Kurz pointed out that his deal with, uh, with Rodgers and doing Edmonton games, that contract is up. So as far as I know, Remenda's a free agent. He could come back. But yeah, and they and Edmonton fan Edmonton fans hated him, so I imagine he'd be looking for another job. Yeah. Um, he also for I know last season, maybe the season before as well, he actually got re- relegated to the pre intermission and post game panel. He wasn't even doing color unless it was like a special occasion. Oh yeah, he was basically doing Curtis Brown's job. Yeah. Yes. And then, it, but he would do Saturday games. Correct. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So, uh, you know, I would love for Ramenda to come back, but as long as Hasso Plotner is the owner of this team, just don't see that happening. And it might be the point, too. You don't know about Ramenda. Ramenda might be fed up with it at this point, too. You know, shameless plug. Uh, you know, we've had Ramenda come on the cast more than a few times, and he's, you know, mentioned that, look, the – Owners want you to build the brand and, you know, you can't be critical. And, of course, Romenda had the great line of, you know, how can I praise them with any credibility if I can't honestly critique? And it's it's a great line and because and it, it's so true. And I don't know, maybe Romenda's like, nah, to hell with this. I'm going to enjoy the rest, you know, my family and life and my kids and whatnot and whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Um Finally, since the last time we were on, let's see here. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the Sharks have released yet another goddamn jersey. <laughs> Making my wallet lighter and lighter and lighter. You want to take a look at any of this or no? Are you like, nah? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Everybody go. knows the jerseys that came out. <laughs> Oops, gotta turn off a couple things here. All right, so I mean, let's take a look at the logo because you, you, you know, you haven't given your take on this. Um, you know the the logo, it's fine. <laughs> I like it. I, I think it's okay. The the only and it's I I don't go out of my way looking for you know for ways to like dump on things like. I like that, you know. And I, here we are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> I love the fact, you know, like here. Let me try to, you know, be a little, um, oh, what's that term? You know, silver side, uh, your, you know, everything's perfect. I forget the, Pollyanna. Yeah, Hunky Dory? No, Pollyanna. Let me be a little Pollyanna here and say, look, uh, am I a little shocked that they use the original logo as part of this? Absolutely. I thought that was very cool. You're, whoa, 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 whoa. You're shocked by that? 
Well, you know what I'm. I'm a. I'm a uh, little. I'm a little shocked dude, that they went that way, dude. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to start reading the tea leaves that I've been reading. Well, you know what I mean. But <laughs> the the thing that gets me about this though is, uh, if you look at all the logos on the left on the history, every one of those from from how I understand it was designed by Terry Smith, and okay. yet this thirtieth one was not, and it makes you wonder why. You know the 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 tenth one is Chef's Kiss. Twenty fifth for me yeah, is Chef's, I agree. You know, twenty fifth for me is Chef's Kiss. It's it's a close second. Then I'd say I don't know the fifth, and then the twentieth, and then that fifteenth. Like why? <laughs> but I don't know. I'm just meh. I don't know. I, lo- I I've seen worse. <laughs> that no, said, that's, will that's, I? <laughs> that's not a overwhelming endorsement, but sure, why not? Well, that's. I mean, I like it. I I think. Um, I don't know. I just like the. It's it's not something we've seen before, which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's they're bringing gray back, evidently, which I really like. That I do like. So, I I don't really have a lot to be upset about. Um, and all that in mind. Will I be picking up at least two? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say the interesting thing about this, the patches are seem rather large in comparison to like the 25th and previous patches. I don't know. I'm gonna... okay. Dude, with Adidas, everything is larger. Oh, Except for right? the fit of the actual jersey. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Uh, but yeah, once we get our hands, and, and these patches are available at the store at, at SAP, uh, once I get my hands on one, uh, try to do like a layover where you know put it on top of a of a 10 on top of a 25 on top of a 30 just to give you an idea this this is just a little bit larger well let's get into this <laughs> love it uh that's all you need to know is that i love it uh absolutely love it the only thing that i'm a little mm, it like if i had to change one thing uh, I would have liked to have seen them do the kind of half and half on the collar, like where it has teal in the front, but white in the back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I'm not a big fan of the whole... Um, the uh, full collar? Yeah, well, what is this? I mean, you, you look like a, uh, what, a pastor, a reverend, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Like, let me, you know, let me go to what I'm wearing right now. Where you have that, you know, where it's all solid color in the front, but then it goes to the to that white. Like if that would have been all teal up in here, but then you go white in the back, I would have been I would have been good with that. I think that would have been an upgrade. What you're looking for, the term you're looking for is a clerical clergy or Roman collar. There you go. <laughs> I know words. I have the best words. So, uh, the, and the only thing about, like, I love the design, uh, but everybody who, you know, uh, we've talked about this before. I just, I, the more that I try on Adidas jerseys, I hate them. I hate the way they fit <laughs> the, the Indo ones, the, the yeah. made, the made in Canada's the pro stocks. Oh, all day long, brother. All day long. Love those. These, the, they just fit. They fit like a t-shirt. They don't fit like a jersey. It's a little off-putting, to be honest with you. And then let's take a look at this. this, I can't believe this. This fanatic's hunk of shit. This pissed me off. Now, let's let's also, let's talk about a couple things here. First off, when you look at the fanatic's version, uh, 
I don't know if this shows up on the broadcast. I hope it does, but in case it doesn't, that logo, go and look at this for yourselves. It's it's almost like it's silk screened on. Like you can see through the logo the texture of the jersey. That's mm-hmm. you should never be able to do that. The other thing that this picture points out is how ridiculously large the the head hole is or the collar, whatever you want to call it, where you can see Chiefs t shirt underneath. The opening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Head opening, whatever you want to call it. But the biggest, the biggest by far, the hugest screw up on the planet is look would you at, would you say would you say it's egregious uh, absolutely absolutely i know words no i words. have the best words when you look <laughs> at the numbers on the shoulders there you know what popped into my head oh fuck that is not good yeah that's right because those numbers are from the current jersey look at an original sharks jersey to the number two look. it's a slanted two it's not, well, not but, even not even just the original one. Look at the heritage from five years ago. Yeah, yeah, they got it right <laughs> then five years ago. But for some reason, the, so what we're saying is, uh, if if you want an authentic 30th anniversary Adidas heritage jersey, uh, you better buy it blank and then go to somebody who knows what the hell they're doing and have them do it in tackle twill with the right font. Um, yeah, this the. But again, this is, you know, I'm going to, um, you know, th- this is going to be my New Year's resolution. Uh, th- you know, I don't want to, I, I don't want to shit on fanatics anymore. I'm tired of it. I think everybody else is tired of me doing it. Right? <laughs> so it was my New Year's resolution. I want to leave like fanatics in, in the, uh, in, in the rear view. And, you know, my, my, the thing that I, the hill I want to die on for 2021 is, uh, let's get rid of, um, Indo- jerseys like let's just have fanatics replicas and pro stock what the players wear no in between none of the, it's it's re, it's ridiculous that that the adidas ones let me throw it back up there it's ridiculous that this is referred to as an authentic jersey because it's not it's not what the players wear am i wrong am i right no you're not wrong and and the thing that really confuses me about that more than anything is if you flash back to the world cup of hockey which adidas had the jersey contract for um the replicas and i'm doing an air quotes the replicas were essentially the adidas retail authentics and the authentics were made in canada pro stock so it begs the question you were able to do it for that. Why can't you do it for this? Mm-hmm. And let's before we start to get out of here because we're over an hour, and it was, and that's only because he went a little long with all the problems that Pacific teams have. But anyway, N, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me help you out. N, uh, what is the best place to get play, uh, best place to get jerseys customized in the Bay and other? Well, I've heard a lot of people say good things about cool hockey, although I don't have a personal uh, experience. I do. Uh, okay, so let it let, whip it out. Whip it out. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> I I also threw in there that um, if for Sharks jerseys, go to the Shark store at SAP Center. Ask for stitching. Yep. That's that's your best case scenario. There's um, also SJProShop.com. 
Sure. From what um, I understand, they are doing tackle twill. You know, you got to. Uh, you might have to ask for it, or con- or at the very least confirm it. But they, I at one point, SJ Team Shop had. I don't know why it's not on the page anymore, or maybe it is, and it or on the site, and maybe it's buried a little bit. But they had a page at one point where it said, you know, there there are the three levels. And and they're right. It's just, and it goes along with these jerseys that I was saying, where there's like fanatics, then there's Indonesian Adidas, and then there's Pro Stock made in Canada. And so it's like there's heat pressed, and then there's the what the hell is that shit that that Adidas sends from fanatics? That vinyl lettering. Uh yeah, vinyl. I guess vinyl stitching would be the word to use. Yeah, it's like it's. I mean, it is it is stitched, but it's a shitty material. Yeah, and then there's the like legit tackle twill. That's what you want. SJ Team Shop does do that. I will say this. Um, yes, I would say if you're in a pinch, uh, the customization through SJ Team Shop and the Solar Ice of America store. That's. That's a good second option, but still, the stitcher at the arena is your best case scenario yeah. because she, she home, does the stitching. Yes, as 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 we call her, she does. You know, she does stitching for actual like NHL teams. Mm-hmm. You know, and other teams as well. Sharks, Coyotes, I don't know, Phoenix Suns, maybe. Like she has contracts with actual sports team she's the real deal she has a whole library and girl knows kits stuff, and the man. whole the whole deal the solar ice customizer it's a close second but yeah. i haven't experienced this myself but i have heard from people who've gone through the solar ice customizer is if you take a stealth jersey there to get customized they will do it with black armor name and number kits Ooh. okay well. so it's something to think about. Like I said, your your best case scenario in terms of quality, go to the go to the SAP center. But the cost may, you know, kick you in the nuts a little bit. But yeah. it's worth it. But, but going back to cool hockey, sorry. I was gonna say it's um, like so if you're local, you can use the shark store, but if you're not Yes, cool hockey is really good because um cool hockey doesn't do the fanatics surcharge. And what I mean by that is so if you go to Adidas.com, uh MSRP for a for an Adidas jersey is $180 and you will find the same thing on Cool Hockey. But if you go to fanatics.com, nhlstore.com, whatever the hell the website is, you will see it's that $180 plus, you know, an additional 15 bucks because you went to fanatics.com. Yeah. So, you know, Cool Hockey is the place to go. Fanatics.com also does that shitty vinyl stitching that we were talking about. With coolhockey.com, this, by the way, no free ads, although if they want to, this whole thing by is all means, a free ad, but go ahead. give us a call. Yeah, this is a free ad. This is not paid. Um, <laughs> I'm speaking as somebody who's bought a jersey from Cool Hockey. I'll send, if you join us on Discord, I'll send you a picture. Oh, Jesus um, Christ, wrap it up already. <laughs> it's, but you, you get, you get the actual Adidas jersey, you get it at the Adidas MSRP, and if you get the hand stitching, which to $65. It's as it sounds, hand stitch, you know, individually stitched. It's the right size and cut and color and everything like that. And not only that, but it seems like depending on which way the sun rises, you know, they're doing some kind of different sale. Uh I got my jersey from Cool Hockey. They just so happened to be doing free stitching. So I got a pro stitched jersey for 180 bucks. And that's the thing. A little secret between just us girls here. Um if you buy one jersey, just one. No tax, no shipping, no customs fees. Hey, now. Something to think about. Yeah. 
root around. This is there. the end of the. This is the end of the free ad. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say N. Uh, the, you know, there's a there's a place out there called the internet. Look around. <laughs> you might find some also, deals. As an aside, whoever runs the Cool Hockey Twitter account is definitely like in the know in terms of how internet sense of humor works. <laughs> Uh, they they've been known to quote tweet a couple photos of fake jerseys and say bruh so (laughs) (laughs) and i like chris here fanatics is the covid of merchandise you're right (laughs) oh yeah let's get back to the jersey there for a hot second so um where are we at here's the side by side and in fact that i yeah well Again, fanatics, yikes. I get, you know, fanatics, uh, they do feel more comfortable. And like I was saying, I, I can see if somebody goes, you know what, I'd rather have fanatics over the Indonesian-made Adidas because it's more comfortable and blah, blah, blah. Like, I get it because the I, I've found, and I hate to say it, fanatics does fit a little better than these damn Indo, Indonesian-made Adidas. Do they fit better than than the pro stock? No, but just saying. Um, <laughs> here's the side by side comparison. Both of these are Indo Adidas, but you can see they're pretty much the one on the left is Indo Reebok. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, but yeah, you can see that they pretty much just duplicated uh, what happened for the 25th season. Uh, the one thing that does stand out from this. And, and you hate to see it, are the shoulder patches. On the Ugh. left, you can see the Reebok. It's beautifully embroidered top to bottom. And it's also slightly larger at a four inches in diameter, where the one on the right on Adidas is 3.75 in diameter. But you see that basically they took a piece of teal twill and then just, you know, stitched the design, the detail over it. I don't know about you, Jerk. Not a fan. No, me neither. And we've we've talked about this many times before, but you we're know, so, on we're the, such Jersey snobs. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, and amazingly, there's still 32 people listening. Because um, <laughs> they're all snobs too. Thank you. For those, we appreciate for, that. <laughs> yes, for those of you listening, um, if you click the thumbs up in the next six seconds, you'll be invited to our Discord server. Um, <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, yeah, as you've seen, and we've talked about too with the Adidas warm-up jerseys specifically, when they have the shoulder patches that are individually stitched, it's much better than I don't even know what to call these, like the the twill velvet, not velvet. Um, I I don't even know what to call it, but it's almost like a like a decal that like a felt decal as opposed to a, a sewn yes. patch. Yeah. You're, oh, okay, and then some schmuck comes in there and throws a thumbs down. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Dude, like, it looks, honestly, it looks like a cake. You know what I mean? <laughs> a little bit. It looks like the top of a, of a cake to me. I don't know why. Like, I want to bite into that patch. Now, yeah, you're right. w- when it comes to, it, what's funny is, like, when it comes to design, if you've ever, like, heard any of some of the... Uh, Apple designers, when it came to designing their interface, they talked about at one point a design that was considered lickable. Like, you know, they wanted the the icons and all the iconography to just be like so amazing to look at that you wanted to be able to touch it and just 
yeah, lickable. It was just tasty. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's. I don't think that's what you're getting here. <laughs> but again, um, yeah, give me the Reeboks. And the other thing I want to say too, and again, like I'm not, you know, I'm not here. I'm not purposely trying to piss people off or, or to, you know, dump on things. But, uh, you know, if, if I have my choice of the Reebok or the Adidas, I'm going to go with the Reebok simply like the shoulder patch. That's one part of it. But the Reebok one, it fits better. It fits like a hockey jersey. It feels like a jersey. The Adidas one feels like a shirt. It feels like a T-shirt. <laughs> it does to me. Well, it's it, a it, thinner it material. And the crests, the crest on the Reebok one is a little heavier it's a little i don't know if starchier is the right term but you know it's not know, as but... yeah but it's not as you know what i mean a little yeah whereas the the adidas one is a little more bendy <laughs> or not as well, thick well dude and we've talked about this before but the dead giveaway that adidas <laughs> sizing was a little giveaway. screwy Great song. The dead the the dead giveaway that the sizing for Adidas Reasons was a little screwy is that on their website they have their six foot three model wearing a fifty two. Now what <laughs> parallel universe is that guy from? <laughs> You're right. You're right. Because oh. I'm I'm almost six foot one and I wear a fifty six. Granted, I'm also a little more rotund than this fellow here, but still. Yeah, well dude, I'm six two and I'm rocking fifty sixes. <laughs> Those are more comfortable, and the the sleeve length look is just about perfect. But uh, you're also wearing a, a made in Canada. That and that and that's right because the shit fits right. Uh, and saying, guys, are the retro reverse a timed item? Once they're out, that's it. Yes, that's how I understand it. You? Uh, yeah, I would say it's you know it's I I think this season and. If you listen to AJ's interview with Jonathan Becker, perchance next season as well. I think they will use them on occasion next season, but I don't think they're going to be for sale next season. They should be just Mm. because you know, you're going to have people ask about them. But I would say if you want to put a gun (laughs) to my head and ask me how long I think it'll be around, I would say if you don't buy it from a retail store by this time next year, you're probably never going to get it. Yeah, well, without paying a premium for it on the on, on Reddit or eBay, yeah, yeah. the tertiary market. Whoa, I know words. I know words. I have the best words. Yeah. Uh, N coming back. This is turning into the N show. Where can I get a pro stock Canadian authentic? Uh, if you go, <laughs> if you go to work for a team, that's how you can get one. No, uh, jerk. Um. Well, if you if you're looking for a team. Um, like say a uh, an actual jersey. Like if you wanted, um, like say just a, a a game jersey, you would have to go to the game used equipment sale. You would have to have a boxing match with Paul Rank, um, and then you. Oh. <laughs> but no, all joking aside, um, you know the game used sales are going to be if you wanted a one like a um, a game jersey that's a made in Canada. Randomly, you can find one somewhere on the internet. Somebody will will get caught slipping along the way and you can find them, but that's very rare. Um, But if you're looking for a a practice jersey, like the one AJ's wearing, those are much more available from what I understand. Uh, SJTeamShop.com. If you're looking for a San San Jose one, if you're looking for another team, uh, they can be had on the internet's eBay. So there you go. 
Uh, Jacobs, what is this? I'm going to buy the retro reverse now because there's no way the heritage is only around for one year. Uh, for legal reasons, I will not answer that question. You're right. <laughs> I will not. I will neither confirm or deny. Uh, I got to tell you though, the tell the, me <laughs> the reverse retro. You know, for me, same same issue as the the Adidas 30th Heritage. Uh, you know, I have both of them because you know I'm. It's that. ADD or whatever, or the ADHD, that whole thing where it's like, no, I have one of each. I must, you know, if they come up with something, now my collection is incomplete and it must be complete. So I FOMO. went out. What? Yeah, FOMO. But so I had to go out and I had to get the Heritage Adidas and I had to get the Retro Reverse or Reverse Retro, whatever the hell it's called. I had to get, <laughs> <laughs> I had to get both of them. And you know what? I will never wear either of those. They're both going to go in my closet and they're just going to stay there forever. Yeah. Because because I, I hate the way that they've... Well, okay, you know what? I shouldn't say that. They will stay in my closet until I, if, you know, God willing, if I'm able to, <laughs> to if they're at a um, uh, an equipment sale and I'm able to pick up pro stock versions, then these on eBay immediately. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. You know, I had some hardcore FOMO from the Heritage jersey from five years ago. Um, but I'm kind of the same way where it's like, you know, like it's it's just I, I let's just say, you know, Mrs. Hockey Jerk is going to roll her eyes at me saying this. But like, it's just I just have to have it. <laughs> you know <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just it's a new jersey it's my team and i just have to have it you know what i mean uh, and yeah, I, now I that said if have you have to have it yeah now <laughs> now that said if you if you whipped open my closet right now you would find jesus christ you would find three stealth jerseys and three teal jerseys just in the adidas style retro reverse heritage i think one will do it um mm. Yeah, see, that's the other thing. As I'm on the hunt for a pro stock stealth, and once I'm able to attain one of those, my Adidas Indo one, gone. You know, out the door. Yeah, signed, but you know, signed, Timo Meyer plated and signed by by Timo. Uh, oh yeah, we have the same care. jersey. <laughs> hey now, oh look at this, Ruben just... getting in on it. Hold on, everything must stop when we get a donation. Dude, 21 pucks, $5. Thank you so much. Happy holidays to you, good sir. We appreciate that. Again, if you would like to help support the show, uh, you can use uh, the option that Ruben did, Super Chat. We prefer if you Venmo, because then we're able to uh, use 100% of your donation rather than having to you know, have Google siphon off 35% of it uh, at Teal Town USA on Venmo, if you wish. That is awesome. Um, but dude, Ruben, thank you very much for that. That was cool. Uh, what is this? Keep, what is this? Keep this episode going or I'll expose your secret crush on fanatics. <laughs> dude, how much of a, how much of a power move you're talking about Google? How much of a power move would it be if they, you know, the, the cut of our, of our super chat donations that they take, they turned around and slid that to the city of San Jose to pay for the Google Plex. In oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, dude, you talk about Irish exit. We'd be talking Irish car bombs. <laughs> yeah, seriously. 
yeah, yeah. But um, man, you know what's funny is just like like we like for the last ten minutes we've been talking about like the jerseys, the <laughs> lamest thing, jerseys. But the, I I feel like dude, I that know, dude. Our, but here's the thing: we started talking about jerseys, which Rocket called us nerds earlier, and that's fully deserved. Fully deserved. But since dude. we started talking about jerseys, we've gained ten watchers. <laughs> well, dude, no more, <laughs> dude. There is no sport that goes harder core over jerseys in hockey. You know, you d- yeah. you don't see football changing their jerseys or bringing in like you know people aren't standing in line outside. Of, oh, they have a new jersey. Same thing with baseball. Say, even though the NBA just released a whole bunch of something or other. Uh, some sort of new jerseys. I don't know if it's also like a reverse retro. Th- I really wasn't paying attention because it's basketball. But, uh, dude, nobody geeks out on jerseys like the NHL. And dude, the the book by, uh, who is it, Chris Creamer or whatever? But the, the fabric, what is it? Something fabric, whatever? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hold on. Let me, let me just hit a couple comments here for a hot second. Uh, Jerry... With only 56 games and five possible jerseys, do you think the Sharks use a stealth jersey at all next season? No. (laughs) We are both on record saying that stealth will go on hiatus for next season. uh, I'll I'll be honest with you. That's fine. That's fine. I would prefer if stealth went on permanent sabbatical, to be quite honest with you. I mean, it's it's fine. You know, I I liked the, the, you know, the pcb board design on the arm and everything like that i i just i want to see the sharks honestly after three consecutive black alternate jerseys i would love to see them just get a little radical like reverse uh, i don't know it's, it, we'll we'll see orange I just, I, you know, <laughs> oh no no not that i don't want that but i just i want to see him do so, like you know what fine if you like if you have it in your mind that Yes, we have to do black. It must be black. Then do a black version of the inaugural. You know, we're we're talking, and yes, you can go see this on um, the Teal Town USA website. This, everything that you see that is teal, imagine that it's black, and everything that is black, imagine that it's teal. Boom, there you go. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you, and you can see this, tealtownusa.com. Uh, Eric and I did a whole, uh, you know, a whole thing, series of concept jerseys. Um, it's, I mean, come on. Uh, they, they, the concepts were so good that China ripped them off. (laughs) And then not only were they so good, not only did China rip us off. But then you had slap dicks on the internet ordering them and then saying that those are the new jerseys. <laughs> Great. Oh, sometimes the internet is undefeated. You know what I'm saying? Every I there's one tweet. Every you know, I I don't remember who said it or the exact who? phrasing, but it, but it basically <laughs> said you know every day Twitter has one main character and it's your goal to not be it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? I don't know who said that, but it's like that is like words. Dude, that's to live next by. dude, that's next level right there. I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> dude, that is fantastic. Um but yeah, but if you if you go back to me, it's it's uh what what is your saying? 
I guess two two things can be true. I have true. a lot of two things can be true. Yeah, two things can be true, but it's the whole idea of you know can't can't we do both? Porcano last dose. <laughs> Jessica gonna gonna come up in here in a minute, um, but dude, so we're, you know we're for me it's it it shouldn't be all that difficult. I mean you you tell me. All right. Let me excuse me if you will while I w- whip it out, right? Let me, let me get my whip it out. Yeah, let me get my screener up in here. Whip it out. So look here. Here for me. Here's your. Uh, here it is. Boom. There you go. There you go. There's who's that guy with the, who's whose name on the back is that. I don't know. I never heard of them. Um, but, but this right here, my friends, there is your sh- should be the Sharks' third jersey, as far as I'm concerned. You know, it's. It, I look, mean, if they're if they're married to black jerseys, then yeah, I agree. It, exactly. It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna sit there with that, it's like okay, the alternate has to be black, and I get it because they sell really, really well. Now, if you were to take this. And say, okay, let's make the teal stripes black, make the gray stripes teal, and make the overall jersey gray. I'm not in love with it, but fine. But, dude, look at this. This this satisfies, for me, all the criteria. It's black, and it's retro. There you go. Sold. Yeah, and it gives you that opportunity to... (laughs) Um, to you know, to to continue to sell merchandise that has the circle fin logo and the primary crest, you know. Oh, he played yeah. for the Sharks. Okay, it's good to know. Okay, yeah. I have to look that up. <laughs> All right, I think we're we're done here. Yeah, we we got we're getting into Discord territory at this point, so we yeah, might as no, well just go over there. Yeah, yeah, no, we we've been on Discord stuff for a while so uh yeah for the 43 of you currently watching right now we thank you very much for doing so definitely appreciate it uh as always if you want to find us on social media we'd appreciate it if you hit the subscribe button for youtube tell a friend help us grow the channel you can follow us on twitter and instagram and facebook and we also get on reddit from time to time facebook yeah well yeah not a fan but it happens what are you gonna do but hey, uh, if you ever miss a show, you can always find us on your favorite. Uh, favorite. Let's try favorite. There we go. I know words. I have the best words. That was my Brett Hedekin moment right there. Uh, if you've ever missed anything <laughs> and want to hear it again, you can find our content on your favorite podcatcher app, such as Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, what have you. And hey, do us a favor. If you use any of those apps, we'd appreciate five stars or a thumbs up or however your podcast platform sets up their reviewing. If you want to leave us a review, that's awesome. You can always find everything at tealtownusa.com. If you would like to join us on the discord, the way to do that is to follow us on Twitter at Teal- the way to do- at Tealtown USA. <laughs> Send us a request. I was going to I was going to say the way to do that is if you uh, keep your eyes here on the old YouTube chat, it's going to get dropped in there in about five seconds. Oh, there you go. All right. So we got Jerk whipping it out. 
Whip it out. Uh, evidently, uh, if you use Discord on the desktop computer, uh, there are a handful of updates it has to perform. So plan accordingly. <laughs> is that is that what's take, is that what Legends of the Stall right now? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, as you were talking. I'm like staring at this download bar. I'm like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dude, what do I got? Eric fucking connections? What's going on here? <laughs> Oh, oh dear lord what do we because it's it's teal town chat right or are we doing after after what is your what is your question dude chris dude chris is already up in there dude he's in the no it's got to be it's got to be teal town chat because yeah. that's the one that i have all the privileges in. yeah all right so here watch this watch this oh oh, oh whipped it out there you go everybody <laughs> take a photo <laughs> we will be I also re I renamed the voice channel to this one so <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is true so there you go ladies and gentlemen uh this I think I said this after the end of the last pucknologist this is the last pucknologist of the year <laughs> with any luck I swear to god if the sharks announce something else so help me dude you watch T tomorrow say... dude the sharks are gonna announce oh by the way we got Eric Holla <laughs> I would say this is the last Pucknologists until maybe January 10th. Because that'll be a season preview. Oh, oh, fuck. That is not good. Yeah. Okay, then. Um, so, uh, for those of you who are unaware of 2020. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. Absolutely. <laughs> So again, thanks to everybody who's watching Discord chat or the uh, the link is in there. So enjoy that. If you're listening to this after the fact on your podcast catcher or you're watching uh, this stream, you know the show is like two months old for you. That link won't work, but hit us up on Twitter and we'll give you the new one. All right. So there you go. Uh, Jerk, any well wishes for the for the for the holidays for anybody or New Year's something that you're looking forward to? Yes. Uh, oh my lantern. All right. Okay, cool. So, so with that, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so here's man. It's been a long, it's been a long year. You know, for for those who don't know, it is currently. March 295th, um, 2020, <laughs> <laughs> because the whole world paused on that day, uh, March 12th. So it's March 295th. Um, ugh, I'm glad to, I'm, I, I'm glad 2020 is over. Not because I think everything is going to magically reset on January 1st, but just because there's such a stigma around 2020 that I feel like it'll be good to just move past it. Um, you know, the vaccine's coming out. If that's your thing, that's good news. If that's not your thing, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I would say we are closer to the end than we are the beginning. If you're traveling for Christmas, good God, wear a mask, wash your hands, stay away from people you don't know. There's a way to do the things you love. You just have to be smart and be vigilant about it. Hey now, uh, Look, happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yes. For the love of God, let's burn this year down to the to the to, to the beyond the but. Like you've heard it when it comes to construction, it's like, oh, you know what? This house it has good bones. 
Th- this year does not have good bones. Just burn it down, start over, you know, th- turn it into a grave site and move to the plot next door. Just get out of here. 2022 COVID boogaloo. <laughs> Electric boogaloo. <laughs> so with that, uh, I will I will leave you uh in 2020 again thank you guys for watching and listening i will leave you with the uh, incredibly well spoken and well thought out uh just words from from john scott hey everybody this is john scott former sharks all-star mvp and you are listening to another teal town usa podcast